0: You guys sound great. You know, the one thing I think about is uh, some point in time in eternity, we're going to be singing in every, every tribe and every tongue and every language. And imagine what that's going to sound like. Like you're going to hear people singing that you've never heard their language before. But they're going to be proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And that just a, a glimpse of what we get to experience. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7. We've been, uh, we'll, we're going to read this real quick. and uh, Well, not real quick, but we're going to read this. And then we're going to jump in. We started our sermon series last week on relationships. Relationships are a big deal. Now, before you go run out, especially if you're a person who says, I'm not married, what, what good is this relationship sermon uh, a series going to have to do with me? It has everything to do with you because in reality, you have relationships. Whether it's coworkers, neighbors, friends, family, spouses, children, things like that, your relationships matter. And so if you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 7, if you don't have a Bible, you can follow along on the screen with us. We're going to read, um, honestly, never preach from a couch, um, so we're going to kind of have maybe more of a conversation, uh, but at the same time, we're going to dig into it. So Matthew 7, follow along with me and see what, hear what he says. This is Jesus, and this is his words. He's preaching this sermon on the mount. As a matter of fact, if you were to go back and read Matthew chapter 5, there's a point where he's talking about our relationships and how we respond to those, even those who are going to persecute us. Um, and so there's, there's a lot that goes on here, but listen to Matthew chapter 7. Listen to what he says. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Now, let me clarify real quick, because a lot of people like to quote this, right? Don't judge me. You have no right to judge me. The Bible says, do not judge, Right? First take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So let's pray. Father, we pray that you use this time for us, to each one of us, to to individually look within our heart and to look at our relationships, look at how we connect and relate to other people, look at how we respond and how we act, God, how we even evaluate our relationships. And God, really, in reality, God, we pray that we can look within that we set pride aside, and we let humility come to the forefront, and that, God, you would use your word, you would use your spirit to convict us where we need to look and evaluate at our own lives or in our own lives and the relationships we have with others. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, I get to welcome my beautiful wife uh, to the stage to join us, um, and we're gonna, or to join me. and so uh, we're, we're going to dig into this. Now, I want to clarify a couple of things. Last week, we started this relationship series. And if you remember our key point uh, last week, does anybody remember what it was? I'm, I'm going to have my wife uh, reiterate this, all right? But uh, I want you to remember this. Every... you got to turn it on.
1: It's on. Hello? Hello? Hello. Check. Hey, hey, there I am.
0: <laughs>
1: Every relationship is worthy of a solid foundation.
0: Yeah. And listen, we believe God gives us wisdom, right? Like that's the whole point of God's word, right? As I dig into my relationships, as I look at relationships, number one, my first and foremost relationship in every way is my relationship with God. I have to have that vertical relationship with him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then listen, the horizontal relationships then are, are secondary, or they, they receive the benefit or the blessing of what I get out of my relationship with the Lord. So if I have a strong relationship with the Lord, then I should have strong relationships with others, okay? But here's also what I see. Pride kicks in, right? So you don't have to really look at this to see really too far that pride oftentimes is what hinders our relationships. Why are you looking at me like that?
1: I feel like you're Galaxies away from me. I feel like we're in marital counseling and we're we're in trouble or something. I don't know. We'll
0: slide on over here. (laughs) Hey, this isn't about marriage, right? Right? We're talking about relationships in general.
1: And and (laughs) that that honestly, I mean I think a lot of times, you know, we talk, especially, you know, Valentine's Day is on Tuesday, which don't don't stone (laughs) me, but I think it's like the stupidest holiday ever. (laughs) I just <laughs> I you know I think because if you focus that one day if that's the only day that you tell somebody that you care about them and do special things for them then shame on you you know so it should be <laughs> should be like that every day anyway but all now, of that now, to now, say
0: don't don't well, ne- never mind it will just go I'm not digging a hole
1: <laughs> today <laughs> today <laughs> Yeah. I've already dug enough. But you don't have you. <laughs> to be married to be honing in on these things that we're saying. All of yeah. these things are should be a blanket for all of our relationships as far as loving the Lord your God first and then loving your neighbor as yourself. It's not just your spouse or your immediate family. It's, it's for everybody.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I mean, as I prepared, as we prepared for this really together, you know, today's sermon really hit me hard because I realized how the enemy works in my relationships, right? Whether it's with my wife or with my kids or even with others because the enemy you got to keep this in mind, John 10.10. 10. We, we, we say this consistently, like the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And most of the time you think that that means that Satan's going to be very um, blatant about the way he does it. And the reality is I think oftentimes he's very uh, conniving. He's, he's behind the scenes. He comes in when you least expect it. And so he wants to work in, in a way in your relationships, whether it's coworkers, neighbors, family members, or your spouse, he wants to come in in ways that you're not going to expect it, or in ways that you're not going to see it, in ways that you're not ready uh, to acknowledge it. And so that's, that's the one thing, in subtle ways, right? And so today we're going to really talk about pride and offense, because that's really what, what is going on here in this text, is, is talking about pride and offense. Like, and, and here's what's crazy, in my, in my opinion, right? If you're a Christian and you're constantly walking around offended, get over yourself. Can I, can I just put it that way? Like, we look for offense. We look for offense in, in award ceremonies that Hollywood does. Last I checked, Hollywood has never promoted the gospel or Jesus. So don't lose your ever-loving mind over it. They're going to go the way of the world. They're going to go the broad road. So quit looking for offense, right? It's all right to stand on truth. It's okay. But, like, we've got to stop looking for, for, for offense. And here's the other reality, if you'll think about it. It's funny how oftentimes Christians are the ones who get most offended when that's really the reality of the relationship with Jesus in the first place. We offended him with our sin. And we offend him every day when we walk in disobedience to him. We violate, right? Our sins are against him. But yet, listen, here's the beautiful news, that Jesus didn't look and go, I'm offended. I'm not going to die. Jesus looked and went, that's why I died. And so listen, offense is a huge thing. And we're going we're gonna to deal with that issue of, of, of pride and offense, right? So if you remember anything, we want you to remember this today. Here's the big idea.
1: Pride builds barriers, but humility builds bridges.
0: Yeah, pride builds barriers, right? Like think about that in every relationship you have pride is going to create a wall, or it's going to build a barrier between the people you are in relationship with and you.
1: And honestly, it's super annoying to be around somebody who is always right, or always says that they're right. Like, it's, it's like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to be around you. I don't want to have a relationship with you. I don't... She's
0: not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, listen, and, and, and here's, here's what, when we look at this, right? I want to I unpack just the first couple of verses real quick. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Like, that's one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible because they're like, people are like, don't tell me what, what I can and can't do. Don't, don't look at my life and, and don't evaluate all those things. But I want to be very clear on this, that the Bible is very clear that brothers and sisters in Christ or Christians are to judge each other. You get that, right? Right? In other words, there's an accountability aspect that takes place. That as a brother in Christ, when I see another brother violating God's word or walking in disobedience, I go to that brother. Now, how I go to him is different, right? Like, like I have to deal with different people in different ways. I was telling somebody a story about a, a, a gentleman who used to go here, and he's like, listen, I need a drill instructor. I need somebody who's going to get in my face and yell at me. And I will tell you the day that I got in his face out in the parking lot, screaming and yelling. I'm like, you want drill instructor? I'm going drill instructor. I was in the Navy. I got this sucker and went off on him to the point where he turned and chucked his keys and chucked his cell phone. And one of the guys looks at me, one of our deacons, and he goes, what are you going to do? I was like, leave him. By the time he finds his keys, he'll be sober. We're good, right? Like, and so I tell you that story, but I want us to also know this, that that pride can destroy our relationships, and we have to understand that accountability comes with strong relationships with others. So you need to expect this. We're going to jump into this. Here's here's the, the question of the day. How do we build bridges in our relationships? Remember, pride builds barriers, but humility builds bridges. So how do I build bridges in my relationship? And number one is this, evaluate yourself first. It's the most important thing, right? Like anytime we have conflict... If I was to evaluate myself first, I would own my part. I would see my my responsibility. But here's usually what happens. But
1: it's not fun to do it like that.
0: No, it's not. (laughs) Or easy. Right. When conflict comes, what do I usually want to do?
1: Pride wells up inside. You always, you never, you, 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 you. I don't ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm speaking in general, not just you.
0: (laughs) So listen... Here, here's here's what's crazy when he talks about this. We tend to judge others based upon our own sins and hurts, right? Right? We look inwardly and go, this is, this is my sin. This is my hurt. And then I begin to judge others or, listen, I begin to cast on them the things that I think I would do or the things that I would respond to. And what we oftentimes do because of pride, then we begin to look for offense in the relationship. Again, whether at work somebody says something or somebody does something and what do we automatically jump to? Offense, I'm offended. And listen, this happens in the church as well, right? Like somebody did something back in the kids' ministry or somebody did something uh, in the youth ministry, or somebody did something out here in the foyer and they said something, or somebody didn't shake my hand the right way, or somebody walked past me to go, listen, all of those are ways that we can look for offense in a relationship, same in marriage.
1: Right. And I think we've kind of lost the art of giving the benefit of the doubt. You know, like there are sometimes that we just say, oh, well, they did this. And, you know, somebody walks past, they, they walked right past me and they didn't say anything, and they didn't even see you. You know, I mean, there, we, have to, we have to understand that there's we aren't the only ones. We aren't the center of the universe. Like, other people have things going on in their lives. And so if your first thing is to jump to a fence, oh, well, they did this to me, then you need to reexamine your heart again.
0: Yeah, so evaluate yourself first. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a couple of illustrations today that I think will help us maybe understand this text a little bit more, right? When he lays this out, this whole do not judge, right? I want you to keep in mind that the way you judge is how you're going to be judged. And here's what happens in this text, right? What we see is a person who wants to look at somebody else and, and, and Jesus says, why are you worried about the speck in somebody else's eye? Why don't you worry about the plank in your own eye first? And that's the first step in dealing with pride and offense, that I have to look at it. So I, I brought a magnifying glass because a lot of us like to de- dig deep, right? We want to look deep down inside. And here's what's crazy. Like when I pull out a magnifying glass, I'm looking for details, right? So I'm going to get real close. And here's the crazy thing. When I'm far away, what's this look like? Like it looks really crazy, right? I'm assuming my eye is really huge to some of you guys, right? I, know, I don't know how that looks, but it looks really bad. But the reality is this does no good. If I look at this from a distance... I don't, I, don't, I don't have any visual. Like if I was to hold this up, I can't see any of you guys. But when I hold it up close, I can look at the details. But here's what's crazy. In scripture, he says, and I got some examples. He says, why do you worry about the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye when you got a plank in your own eye? Now here's what's crazy, right? If I was to sit down and look at my wife's speck of sawdust... With a plank in my eye, I got a problem, don't I? Because I can't really see the speck of sawdust. I've got a plank. And a plank, listen, every plank becomes a possible barrier. Because these planks that are in my eye, or the plank that's in my eye, is usually used in this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use what I already have in my life, and I'm going to cast it upon this other person, which means this. I start to use the plank to beat the person, right? Right? If I'm not careful, I will beat my spouse or my coworker because I begin to cast upon them the sins that I deal with and the problems I have so easily. And so listen, he's laying this out in a way that we can begin to understand and relate to. And he says, stop worrying about the little things in your brother or sister's life and worry about the big things that you have in yours. Now, I want to keep this in mind. He says, do not judge because the measure you judge will be used against you. So he's not saying don't hold each other accountable. He is saying, as you hold each other accountable, you have to evaluate yourself first.
1: Right, and if you find yourself in a situation where you're like chomping at the bit, like super excited to tell somebody what is wrong with them, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) That's a pretty good sign that you are not doing this with the right motives. If I'm excited to be like, oh, you, na boo boo, you did this, then that's a problem. But on the flip side, there are times that you have to have those difficult conversations. And if you find that your heart is hurt because you have to have those conversations, that's a pretty good sign that you do need to have that conversation. That's a great gut check and a motive check. If I'm excited, don't talk about it. If, if I'm concerned and I, my, my heart is breaking because of the sin that I see in their life, pray about it, but have that conversation. It, it may not be received well, either direction, but you have to be obedient. If God says, you know what, this is breaking your heart because it's breaking my heart, you need to talk to them about this then that's a conversation that you need to have.
0: Yeah, and I I would even tell you this. Like, if you don't have a relationship, like, here's what's crazy. Like, when we talk about offense and things like that, we like to tell everybody else what they do wrong, right? But if I don't have a relationship, when I start to go to somebody, what I'm making is a withdrawal. If I have no positive deposits in the relationship, then when I withdraw out of that, I'm going into a negative balance, right? And so if I don't have a strong relationship with somebody, if I don't have an influence over him, or I don't have that ability, then like to me, what is the use of being the accountability for that person when you don't have the ability to speak the truth into them? You know, to me, it'd be like this. I don't have the ability to go in and speak truth into somebody's life who's out on the street that I don't know. I could, right? I can be like, you're an idiot. What kind, of decision make, what, what kind of decisions are you making? Don't be stupid. Don't do this. Don't do that, right? But with a relationship where I have connection with somebody, I can go and I do it in a way that's grace seasoned with salt, is what scripture says, that I can say, hey, listen, here's the way you need to look at what God's word says and not walk in sin. Here's what I see going on in your life and that you're struggling with. How can I pray with you? right? Not condemnation and, and, and arrogance and pride, right? Pride is the very thing. Keep this in mind. Pride is the thing that says, I got the plank, but I could give a squat about my plank because I want to worry about your speck that's in your eye.
1: And honestly, it's easier, easier for us to talk and tell somebody what their issue is rather than to actually put in the work to deal with it ourselves because that's what it takes when it's in our own life, it takes work. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Talk is cheap. But when the rubber meets the road, that is where it comes time to, to put in the work and to say, you know what, I've, I, need to, I need to do these things for me. I need, to, I need to worry about these things in my life. And I think the more that we focus on ourselves, the more we realize that those um, things that other people are doing – it's not quite as fun to, to tell them whenever you realize how many issues you have yourself.
0: Yeah, and, and, and here's, here's one of those things to remember. Like, perfection is not the goal in the other person. Holiness is the goal in your life, right? If you're looking to marry the perfect person, oh, let me even throw it out maybe this way. If you're looking for the perfect church, um, you're gonna be disappointed, right? If you're looking for the perfect spouse, you're going to be disappointed. If you're looking for the perfect friend, you're going to be disappointed. If you're looking for the perfect coworker or neighbor, you're going to be disappointed. right? Perfection is not the goal. Holiness is the goal. And so I want holiness in our relationship with my wife. I want holiness in a, in a relationship with my kids that's completely different than everywhere else. See that? And, and here's, here's one of the things I want to remind you of. The more intimate the relationship the more potential for offense. The closer you are to a person, the more likely that you're going to get offended by it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it hurts more.
0: Yes. Yep. 100%. Those wounds are are much deeper because you're like, what, what, why did you do that to me? Or why, why, why did you deal with those things? And keep this in mind. A lot of times, it could be unmet expectations, right, uncommunicated expectations. It could be things that maybe you said that he missed, or it could be things that he said, trust me, I know, that he didn't realize he said, right? Like, I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? And it's like
1: those commercials. I don't know if you've seen them where they like pull out the flag for the instant replay. Those are like genius. I love those because it's like, man, if that could happen in real life, that would save a lot of heartache and a you lot of You said you'd things. pack the life preservers. Yeah, no, I
0: didn't. So yeah. Like pull
1: out the instant yeah. replay.
0: So keep this in mind again, right? Pride builds barriers, but humility builds bridges. And this is, this is important, right? It is okay to own things that you were never responsible for. And I'm not talking from an abuse standpoint and always owning the flaws and things like that. Listen, there's been times where I know that people have come and said, you said this, you did that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I did not realize I said that. I screwed up, would you forgive me? And I own it. Like I could sit there with pride and go, I never said that, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, and what did I just do? I use the plank to begin to build a barrier. And this is what's crazy. Pride builds barriers, but humility builds bridges. And listen, every time it comes to this, here's what happens. My plank becomes a barrier between my relationship. So it may be as simple as I said something or I expected something from Sarah and she didn't do whatever it was. And I allow the plank to become a barrier. And here's what happens. This is the way every relationship goes. The more things I deal with, because I don't want to have the problems, I got this plank in my eye, and I start to come up, and my wife has got her speck or her sawdust in her eye, and then here's what happens. Well, she didn't do this. So I just had another born into what? A barrier. A barrier a barrier in a relationship that when i allow this to stay right here begins to create more and more problems and every barrier every plank that i insert into this wall around it becomes the very thing that keeps me from deep intimate relationships with other people it could be in the church it could be in with my neighbors it could be with coworkers. Well, I just go there to work. I don't really want to hang out with these people. I don't want to know who they are. I don't care about their spiritual life. I don't care about any of that. But man, dadgummit, that person said something the other day and they really offended me. And that offense is just going to come right in here. And I just continue to build a barrier between the people that I'm around, the people that might be close to me. And keep this in mind with every intimate relationship, the potential for offense gets what? greater. The closer you are to a spouse, to a family member, the potential for offense gets greater. And I think this is why most people don't like to have close relationships. I don't have to deal with my plank, let alone look at the sawdust to somebody else, right? I can just worry about myself. So I could carry all the planks in the world I want, but then we isolate ourselves from everybody else.
1: And isolation... (laughs) is something that um, is, sometimes is self-preservation. If you're continually being uh, beaten down and hurt and upset about things that are happening, so can't, I can see the rest see of everybody. There. I'll clear um, it out here in a little bit. But if, if that is, uh, if that's the case, that, those intimate relationships are difficult because there's just those wounds. It's like digging into those wounds. Like there's never any healing. There's never anything. And so that's another step into pride, building those barriers, because your pride can actually wound someone so much that they're like, you know what? I, I don't even know how to deal with this relationship anymore. There's nothing left because all I feel is, is salt in the wound that just keeps getting opened over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Keep in mind what we said earlier, the enemy's agenda is destruction. Like when I think of destruction, I'm talking about devastation. Like to a certain extent, if you have seen some of the news maybe this week with Turkey and you look at the destruction of those buildings, they didn't come in to add a crack to your foundation. Satan came in to utterly destroy your relationships. And so his his agenda is destruction. But listen, his strategy has always been division. So listen, every time I get offended, every time I don't deal with that plank, every time I continue to build those barriers with the relationships with the people I have, what is he doing? He's creating division.
1: There's a reason that the saying is "divide and conquer."
0: Now it's not very straight, but you're getting the idea, right? Every time I deal with this, every relationship I relate to somebody, every 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 person I connect with, every person I talk to, every relationship—again, more intimate it is, the more offense there can be. I can't I can't get the last one in. right clap there we go listen here's the funny thing about this right if Sarah was to stand up and we stand there this this looks really stupid doesn't it but yet at the same time is this not how we oftentimes approach relationships and here's what's crazy what Jesus wants to do when Jesus died on the cross Jesus said I came in so that you can not have these barriers between you. I came in so that I could restore you to wholeness and life. Remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And so when you deal with your plank, I came to forgive you. I came to set you free. I came to give you hope. I came to give you a benefit of the doubt. And I ask you that you would do the same to the other people right? That you would extend the grace of Jesus to those who are around you. That you would communicate the truth of the gospel to those. Because listen, there are those who are walking in life who have these barriers built, who don't want to deal with them. And what they do is they create these walls and they hide behind their walls and they never get to really connect and know what a true relationship is like. And Jesus says, I came one by one to deal with your planks. So that you can experience the life, the abundant life that I promise. And listen, that's what the Bible is all about. That in every relationship, right? When we think about this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says this, love your neighbor as yourself. So listen, the Bible is not telling you not to judge. The Bible says, get rid of this so you don't hurt those closest to you. Then, then you can deal with the sawdust. Now I can get to the point where I use the magnifying glass and my wife and I can sit down and have a conversation and she could say, what do you see that I need to work on? Or she could look at me and I would say, what do you see that I'm struggling with that I have to work on so that my relationship with Jesus is right first and my relationship with others is right first? Now, I use that magnifying glass and I can say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to work on this stuff. Because from a biblical standpoint, that's what he's called me to do.
1: So, the second thing for today is um, Brian covered this a little bit earlier, but we need to stop looking for offense. Not
0: Uh, a fence, fence. offense.
1: (laughs) Offense. Being offended, not.
0: all I'll say. Of- Thank you. something Broncos didn't have. Yes, you're correct. By the way, let me just say something today. I put some pride aside. I was going to start this off. No) <laughs> I never thought I'd see people so happy in my life. But <laughs> yeah, awesome. Now, keep in mind, this is what we just talked about, right? I got to evaluate myself first, all right? Pride aside, don't look for offense. I wear a shirt. Last time I told you, for those who don't know, I wore this back a long time ago. I lost a bet. Um, uh, Sue Ryan was here. She said, hey, uh, if, if the Chiefs beat the Broncos, you have to wear a shirt. I said, that'll never happen. Now, at <laughs> At the time, the Broncos were on like a six-game win streak. That was we were going to the Super Bowl, and well, anyways, we lost, and we haven't won since. Um, and so, and,
1: pride comes before a fall. Yeah, right? pride does
0: come before a fall. And I wore that shirt, and I said I had an or, a, a orange Denver Bronco shirt on underneath, and I said red would never touch the body. I don't have my Bronco shirt on. I'll just tell you that right now. I was afraid so, it would
1: spontaneously uh, combust. I did. <laughs> they <laughs> so, touched each other.
0: Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> now, you did not see hers. It says, I'm just here for the commercials and the food. That's my wife. The other one she had is an is a NFL logo that says IDC. I don't care because she doesn't. <laughs> so, anyways. No
1: truer words have yeah. ever been spoken than this so, shirt right here.
0: So remember, keep this in mind. Pride builds barriers, what we just talked about this wall, but humility, listen, humility builds bridges. And here's what's crazy in relationships. It's always easier for us to burn bridges than it is to build bridges. And that's oftentimes what happens, whether it's a marriage or a friendship. When I allow a fence to take place and I begin to build the barriers, it's easier to keep the barrier up and eventually burn the bridge than it is to allow Jesus to deal with the planks in my own eye and build a barrier. Or I mean, build a bridge because of humility. Listen, you have to own your part. That's what she's talking about. You've got to stop looking for offense.
1: And you know, heart disease is like one of the number one killers of the body. But one of the number one killers of relationship is pride. And I looked up uh, the top 10 reasons why couples tend to end up uh, pursuing divorce, and a few of them, uh, constant bickering, communication problems, infidelity, finances, unrealistic expectations, uh, intimacy issues, abuse, those are just a few of those, but you know what all of those stem from? Pride. They start with pride. It's me over the other person. I am more important than you are. And so I seek uh, intimacy outside of the relationship. I want to bicker. I want to argue about everything. I never want to give. I always just want to take. Uh, Communication problems. I'm just going to shut down. I'm not going to talk about this. Um, And I'm not going to listen. Finances. and I did mention abuse. I don't. I, I don't want to minimize that because there are definitely times that abuse is is caused by something besides just the sin of pride. But um, there are a lot of times that abuse. It's like it's this domineering. I'm I'm going to control you, and that is all rooted in pride. Mm.
0: Yeah, Proverbs 16, right? You ever think about it? Proverbs 16, 18? Pride comes before destruction. Remember, we talked about building barriers versus building bridges, right? Pride comes before the fall, or pride comes before destruction. That right there is the key thing to where we say, I'm gonna burn a bridge rather than build a bridge. <clears throat> and this is in uh, keep in mind, I want you to keep this, this is in every relationship. Friendships, people you disagree with, right? We're in a world right now, I kind of brought this up last week, we're in a world right now that is like, isolate, separate, segregate. If they think differently than you, you're out. When I believe the Bible came, that, or I mean, Jesus came and gave us the Bible so that we could understand, listen, there are gonna be people who think differently than us, but it doesn't mean we change the way we act towards them. We always act with love, with grace, with respect while standing, listen, while standing on the strong foundation, the firm foundation of Jesus and his word. We will never compromise his word. We're not going to compromise and cater to the whims of man. We're always going to be obedient to God's word. And that's the call. Why? Because pride comes before destruction. But listen, just because somebody doesn't follow Jesus does not mean I have to isolate myself from them and never have a relationship with them. It doesn't mean you got to go do what they do either. Let me clarify that. Like some people were like, oh, I'm building a bridge. We're gonna go out and party and hang out and all this stuff, and I'm working. It's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. How you live matters. What you do matters. That's the plank. Remember what we talk about? Like everybody wants to be like, oh, look at that guy. He's, he's got all this stuff wrong. Yeah, you still got the plank in your eye because you're thinking it's okay to do what you did in the past. Jesus bought you. He redeemed you. He saved you. And he's called you for a purpose. And he's called you to live a holy life. Stop doing what everybody else has done. And continue to move forward in obedience to what God has called you to do. So, sorry, I, I wandered. I don't ever do that, do I? I think I do. <laughs> so
1: Sorry, did I say that out Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, something that, that hit me this week as I was thinking about just that sin of pride, I've been so many times in my life that pride has actually led me to do stuff that is wrong. And I even know it's wrong as I'm, like, taking those steps. I'm just kind of inching that direction, you know? It's like, okay. But you know what ends up happening is that you listen to your pride and you continue to start making those, those steps in that direction. And what ends up happening is we fail to deal with that pride whenever it's little. And so then it grows and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually what ends up happening is now the pride is so big that I have not dealt with any of it And it destroys that relationship. All of these things, it's just one step of pride and another step of pride and another step of pride to the point that it destroys the relationship. And if you continue to not deal with those planks, and if you continue to not deal with that pride, what ends up happening? Not only have you destroyed the relationship, you've destroyed yourself. Because there's no possible way, even though it, it was just pride maybe in that one relationship, you've ended up, you've built this huge fence, this huge wall, and you have all of these barriers, and you don't have any intimate relationships. You've destroyed your possibility to have any kind of true, real connection with anyone. And there is nothing lonelier than being around people and feeling alone. Yeah. And that's what pride does to you. It says, okay, well, we're around each other, but I'm never wrong. And they're, they've they got all these issues. They've got all these problems. They need to deal with all of these things. And what you're doing is you're just building. I mean, pretty soon you've got a wall all the way around you and not just between you and that one person.
0: And keep in mind, like, we look, this, we look at this and we're like, oh, I, look, I've got... I've got a wall, right? But the more pieces you add, it really creates a prison cell. That eventually what you've done is you've trapped yourself in a prison of pride because you don't want to deal with the plank in your eye. And once you've trapped in that prison, the only way out is an obedience to God that I look inwardly first. And I evaluate my relationship. I evaluate and own my pride. I evaluate and own my sin. Listen to what he says. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank, right? In your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? Now listen to what he says. First, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is the beauty of this is that Jesus came to remove these planks, these walls, these barriers that we build. And listen, so here's, here's three quick steps that we're gonna cover. I'm gonna leave this up just for a little bit. But how do you deal with pride? Number one is this, examine your heart, right? Examine your heart. Look at, look at what Psalm 139 says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I, I, I like that at the end. In the way everlasting. In other words, in the way of life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life more abundantly. So let God search your heart, test you, and know your thoughts. And as He reveals those to you, right? As He reveals those to you, then you got to deal with them, deal with the plank so you can be. Happy, healthy, joyful, and walk in obedience.
1: And it's easier to do this a little bit at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you You can't break this down all at once unless you completely give everything over to Jesus and you start going and doing stuff. You have got to give everything to him. You've got to learn to break down barriers. And listen, some of you have probably already burned bridges or you've already isolated and separated out. Listen, Jesus came so that he could restore and redeem relationships. But guess what that means? Humility. I have to own my part. I have to confess my sins. That's number two, right? Confess and repent. I've got to confess my sins and repent first and foremost to the Lord, but secondly to the person that you've offended. Look at Romans 12 3. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of us. Like, usually, Let's be honest. With pride, we think a lot more of ourselves than we really should. And then, what's number three?
1: Number three is invite biblical accountability. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And accountability was never meant to um, destroy. To destroy. It was. Uh, It was set up so that we could create healthy, good relationships with each other.
0: Yeah. So keep those in mind. If you remember anything, I want you to remember this, right? Pride builds what? Barriers. But humility builds bridges. In other words, I allow the Lord to humbly reveal in me the things I own, the things that I've done, the sins that are in there. And I allow him to deal with me. And I say, God, whatever that is, create in me a clean heart so that I can have healthy relationships with those who are around me. I want everybody, I mean, this is the whole desire for everybody, not just here in our church, but for people to experience life without barriers, right? Relationships without these barriers. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna close in prayer um, and, and we're gonna just have a time for you to respond. So Father, we pray today that God, maybe there are some today here with broken, broken relationships. It could be a mother, a father, a son or a daughter. It may be a spouse. It may be a coworker. But God, I pray that we would look deep inside. God, I pray that you reveal just to each one of us God, even as I've thought about my own relationships, how oftentimes I allow the planks to become so big that they create barriers. Barriers because I've looked for a fence. Barriers because I had an expectation that was never met. Barriers because they didn't live up to what I wanted them to do or what I wanted them to say. And Lord, we know that you are the Redeemer. You are the restorer, that you came to forgive us of our sins, that you paid the price, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, so that, listen, we could deal with our planks first before we begin to look at everybody else. And so, Lord, we pray, just as that said, would you reveal to us the things in our lives? that maybe we need to confess. Maybe we need to go to our spouse. Maybe we need to go to a loved one. And we need to ask for forgiveness so that we could begin in humility to build bridges. Bridges that will withstand the storms. Bridges built on a firm foundation of your word. Bridges that will lead us to walk in relationships with success and influence. Father, we pray for your work because we know that you came to bring life and life more abundantly, and that includes our relationships. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.